Welcome back to another episode of Airbnb with D, where we dive into the world of entrepreneurship, short-term rentals, and I share tips, insights, and hacks for you to succeed in the short-term rental space on your own terms in a way that works for you, in a way that gets you money very quickly. Today's episode is all about balancing corporate America and entrepreneurship. Yes, that's right. I am not the person to tell you to quit your job and leave your company, leave your insurances, because I want you to leave in a way that is not only sustainable for you and your family, but what feels right for you. I have been a victim myself of leaving something too prematurely, and I've also been a victim of not leaving something when I should have. So we're going to dive into this episode as I share some insights and information with you. So stay tuned. All right. So here goes our conversation about balancing corporate America and entrepreneurship. There are so many levels to this. Um, Some of us are coming from jobs that we hate. Some of us are coming from jobs that we love and we don't know whether we should leave that when our own business starts to pick up. Some of us should still be at some of those jobs for a little longer because of all of the training and experience that you learn at that job. Those are transferable skills. You can directly apply that to your own business. But I even had to realize there were some of us that needed to go through that basic training. I can give myself as an example. I have been in corporate America since I have been uh, 19, 19, yes, 19 years old. So at the age of 21, I was getting y'all, I'm 32. (laughs) So at the age of 32, that means that I've been in corporate America for 13 years, not just working, because I started working when I was 14, y'all. I got me a worker's permit, and my first job was a receptionist at my mother's amazingly successful beauty salon in Chicago, Illinois. So my first real job in corporate America, I had jobs in between then, of course, when I turned 16, but I realized, okay, I've been working since I was a kid. And through me seeing all of those experiences, I learned that those jobs can pay you good money. And to be honest, me seeing my mother as an entrepreneur growing up, it actually made me not want to be an entrepreneur. I mean, you can ask anybody that knows me. I literally told them, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Why do you have to be an entrepreneur? Why do I have to start my own business? And the thing is this, guys, sometimes entrepreneurship is not for you. So that may be a case. But when God is putting something on your life, putting something in your heart, guys, y'all know what I'm talking about. You wake up with dreams that you don't even know how they came about. Maybe you wake up in the middle of the night, wake up in the morning, you get a random vision of your new life and your new company, and you're wondering, where is all of this coming from? Well, that was my story in my case. I ran from entrepreneurship, guys, because I saw my mom struggle. She had a successful salon. People love to come. We service some great people. We even did mission work there. I would love to work and help my mom out because I was a professional makeup artist. So we would actually volunteer with DCFS in Chicago and give the kids that were there that were aging out of the system makeovers. We would do their hair, their makeup, give them nice wardrobe so that they entered society or they entered the world not feeling like their circumstance. So I saw some great things in entrepreneurship, but guys, my mother, like many of us, 
was not well-versed with business credit. And so that's not something that she knew to use back then. And so a lot of the things that she was doing, she was working, you know, hard, using her tips to get repairs done in the salon. Um, Wow, guys, I'm actually about to get emotional. That's crazy. Um, Putting her heart and her soul and her all into her business. And it nearly killed her several times. You're talking about high blood pressure, just nervous breakdowns, mental health issues. Guys, it was a lot. And so that scared me. So maybe for those of you that are like me that grew up with entrepreneurs, that maybe saw it the opposite way, where they were never home, the money was still always tight, even though they were their own boss. Maybe you're like me and you almost said, forget this, corporate America is my birthright because I'm not going through all of that, right? But then you get to this point you're scrolling on Instagram, you're trying not to be an entrepreneur, you're having you know, minor business dreams, and here you feel every post, every video, every TikTok, you feel almost convicted that you haven't yet started your business. Or maybe it's every post, every TikTok, you feel convicted that you haven't yet left your job. So later on in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about some signs that I use to help me determine when God wants me to leave or quit a thing. In this case, we're going to relate it to the jobs. But there are signs that you get when it is time for you to leave. The reason why this episode is called balancing is because one size fits all is not the case for this world that we're living in. Maybe you have small children that are listening and you need your corporate America job for the benefits, for the insurance, for, um, you know, the health care insurance you even have for yourself, your child, for your HSO, HSA. Maybe you're someone that's using your flexible spending account and you're using that to pay for the children's daycare and things like that. Ladies, gentlemen, I feel you. I'm here with you. And it's about time more people started acknowledging that we do have those things going on. It's not just, oh, leave your job, quit it when you don't like it. Because the the truth is this. There are going to be some times that you're working a job that you don't enjoy, but that's God's will for your life. God does lead people to quit sometimes, but then God will lead you to a place to gain proper understanding and training as well. So if you catch my drifts, and I'll give you a basic example. I speak to so many people wanting to do Airbnb. You guys know I have consultations often, and I talk about those consultations on this podcast. And so a lot of the times, the questions that people ask me, how do I email this person? What should my pitch be? What should X, Y, Z, right? Before I began coaching and consulting with many people, I can say, while I was an open-minded person, I am a very analytical person and I have like a, the way I think is the way that I think. And for some reason, I thought everybody thought like this. Everyone had these experiences. That was just everyone's thing. I thought everyone was working in corporate America since they was 18, right? Everyone has had this job, has gotten this pay. Everyone has been a manager. Guys, that's not the case. Some of you guys still have a lot of experience to go. And that experience is what's going to make you successful in any endeavor that you choose, but especially Airbnb. Those of us that are well-versed in corporate communications, customer service even, we're never asking people, how do you write an email pitch? We pitch ourselves all day.
like our last segment may have gotten cut off, but let's get to the pros of maintaining a corporate nine to five job while venturing into entrepreneurship. Because sometimes we got we need to be affirmed of our decisions to not walk away so quickly, so hastily. So number one, financial stability. A regular paycheck from your corporate job provides a stable income stream while you're still growing your business, while you're still building your business credit. This financial security can alleviate some of the pressures and uncertainties that even come with entrepreneurship. When you allow yourself to invest in your business wisely and gradually transition into full-time entrepreneurship once the time is right, it is a much more seamless flow you feel more prepared, and you feel motivated and inspired to actually be a great business. I've seen some business owners, the process of even starting their business, guys, when I tell you they got so wrapped up and getting that EIN and LLC, they said, forget it. And some people, they got those things right because they're very easy, but then when it came to that DUNS number and waiting that 30 days, that took them out. Or maybe after they got the DUNS number, That 45-day period that we really wait to see anything happening with our business credit, maybe they started two weeks too late and so now they're not seeing anything. Or maybe they didn't start building their business credit until six months after their business. So they started, so many people I know start building their business credit when they need the funding. Guys, what? You know what's that thing that say, is this thing on? Guys, seriously, this is ridiculous. Why would you wait until you need the money to build the business credit, y'all? That's what we call living paycheck to paycheck. That's what we call next move to next move. If you know you have a business in your heart and you know every time you're online and you see other people doing this business or every time you see something that makes you think of this business, whatever it may be, you're drawn to it. That deserves a proper plan of action. That deserves a proper transition. So be kind to yourself, those of you that are still balancing corporate America as well as entrepreneurship because that financial stability is a game changer. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about our transferable skills. Skill development, okay? Corporate America offers a wealth of learning opportunities. Guys, you can work, and and I'll be transparent. So here's the thing about me. I am not a college graduate. I am Kanye. I am a four-time college dropout. (laughs) Every time I tried to go back, guys, something would happen. I got pregnant the first time, then I dropped out. And then, I'm going to be honest with you, everything that happens, I realized I needed to be teaching some of these classes. School in that capacity was not for me. How long it took to learn information that I'm picking up in two seconds, my attention span, and I should also mention that I am someone that has ADHD and wasn't even medicated for that when I was in college. And the reason why that is so important for me to mention is because I'm recording this in the month of May, which we know is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I can't even begin to tell you guys how much I suffered for years as a result of not being properly diagnosed with ADHD and not taking the Adderall that I need. Guys, there has been a study. There has been Things proven by not just a scientist, but neuroscientists, psychologists, psychiatrists, right? They, they test these things out to see that those of us that are neurodivergent, I don't know if you guys have heard of the term neurodivergent, but I'll let you know all that includes. It doesn't include just ADD. The term neurodivergent describes a person whose brain differences affect how their brain works. Y'all, 
my brain works differently. I literally just told you guys that before, right? So I don't have all of these, but let me tell y'all some of the people that got that are considered neurodivergent. And the reason why I am giving you all of the things that are under this umbrella is because guys, if you fall under any one of these things, then half of your battle is going to be managing this because 90% of entrepreneurship is about your mental health. You know, we can go in corporate America and that's the thing when we talk about balancing nine to five and and, and entrepreneurship, corporate America, our nine to fives, there are often schedules laid out for us, itineraries. I mean, all we got to do is show up and get to work. It's some of us that don't even remember some of the days we went to work. We don't even know how we made it out. We just know we arrived to the place. They had everything lined up for us. Maybe we took a few extra bathroom breaks that day. Who cares? But we got it done right? You didn't have to mentally be there. That job already had everything laid out for you. It had your call queue. It had your assignments. It had your caseloads. But when we're talking about entrepreneurship, being our own boss, we don't have those things unless you implement systems. So that's why you'll hear so many people talk about automated systems, having systems for your business, because 90% of being an entrepreneur is protecting your mental health. If you are not eating the way you should, taking the medications that you need to take, praying how you should, exercising how you should, your business can fail. So there are some of you that have even tried your hand in entrepreneurship and felt so defeated. It could be because you weren't giving yourself a fair chance. So let's talk about neurodivergent umbrella. Those with ADHD, bipolar disorder, (laughs) dyslexia, sensory processing, autism, OCD, Down syndrome. I don't know why I got to be saying all of this, y'all. Okay. I'm sorry. It's not funny, but it is funny um, because I'm this. So because I'm in this group, it's actually hilarious to me to see that these things are actually considered neurodivergent and the opposite of that would be neurotypical. Okay. So neurotypical is is typical. It's what we are usually seeing and hearing people say and think. And then the neurodivergent are the ones that have different disorders that maybe affect a portion of their brain, but you have to consider that portion of their brain, if not treated, will affect their whole brain. So again, for me, Adderall was important for me to take. Not only was I prescribed it, it was important, guys. I was literally feeling myself operating on 50% without it. Now, I am not someone that just says, do medication, do medication. I believe in prayer. I believe in medication. I believe in everything that we need to be the person that we need to be. But I also believe that taking care of yourself, taking care of your temple is important. If you have been diagnosed with something or you maybe feel personally that you have an obstacle or a barrier that's stopping you from being the best business owner that you need to be, I invite you to have an assessment done These are things that would either have to be done by your psychologist or hell, maybe even your primary care doctor can let you know if they're seeing any symptoms. But God, you owe it to yourself to test those things out. And it was very important again for me to share that because this is my personal experience and my personal life. And I know that if I have championed this, then someone else is probably going to champion it too as a result of hearing this. So we're being kind to our mental health. We're doing our skill development, right? We get those necessary skills. Once we are at 100%, those of you that are neurotypical, I am so happy for you. That conversation I just had went over your head as it should. 
So that means that you should be able with a little encouragement, with a few podcasts, by joining the Facebook group and getting that group coaching, you should be well on your way if you do not have any of these issues. Okay, so let's jump back to skill development. Remember how I said someone that struggles with responding to guest messages or pitching to landlords or property owners, I could typically tell after speaking with them if they've ever worked in customer service, if they've ever been a mother, if they've ever done anything, guys, right? This is the reason why I said that these things are so important. Because once you know yourself, you may even know that college in the traditional sense, like I just gave an example of, is not for you. So you don't have to drop out four times like me. You can allow your corporate America to be your experience. Guys, that whole time that I was even trying to go back to school after I had my daughter and went back, I was working those times. And even getting tuition reimbursement from the companies that I was working from with for those degrees that I never got. <laughs> so guys, I did not have to go to college to learn and apply any of the things that I've had. I almost was doing a double disservice to myself. I'm in corporate America learning exactly what I need. And then I'm in college learning what I don't need. And I can't speak about college now, but y'all, I'm talking about years and years ago, right? That's why I'm one of the people that has had my student loans discharged because the schools that I were going to was teaching crap. A lot of that had a choice with the schools that I was going to too. So I say, be kind to yourself as you are navigating corporate America, as you're um, being an entrepreneur, even if you're someone that's going back to school, please know yourself and know what your learning style is before you end up in debt, overworked and overwhelmed for skills that you probably either learned in corporate America or that you've already had naturally. But when you are in corporate America, Project management, budgeting, marketing leadership, customer service, these are all the things that you typically learn at a typical nine to five in some capacity. And helping you develop those skills also benefits your short-term rental business. The hospitality industry is what we need to remember that this is. Lodging, all of that is hospitality. It's not the Airbnb industry. It's not the short-term rental industry. It is the hospitality industry. And we have to make sure that we are actually being hospitable. So another thing that working your nine to five and being an entrepreneur can benefit you another way is when you are working in corporate environment, and I know that you guys know what I'm talking about, you are exposed to a network of professionals, mentors, and potential clients that you may not have ever saw if you weren't there. One of my favorite things, and this is to this day, this resonates with me. I had a workshop that I took at one of my previous employers and it was such an awesome workshop. Oh my God, I, I left it feeling inspired to work more. It was just amazing. And so one of the questions that he asked was, okay guys, if we can just start off with what you want your life title to be. When you think about yourself, when other people think about you, what would you like to be remembered as or seen as? And the reason why that was so monumental to me is because that's the first time in my life anyone had asked me that. Mind you, I dropped out of college four times so, and, no, and nobody in college ever asked me that, okay? And it was then that I decided I wanted to be a breath of fresh air. I wanted to be someone that people knew when they called and talked to that they would get the answers that they need, a problem solver, but also someone that can make you laugh, see things differently, have make you have an open, open mind, and just get you comfortable with your life on your terms. 
That's what I want to be. So working in that job even helped me to realize that a breath of fresh air coaches and mentors. It gives people's answers to things that may have been so concerning before. And that's what I'm doing today. So you see how these things all tie in together and being able to balance those is a gift. It's really a gift. So I want one thing I do want to say, I told you guys that I will go over three signs that God may be telling you to leave your job. So I want to preface it again with saying that while certain signs may mean God wants you to quit, this is not me giving you advice on how and when to quit. This is not me telling you quit today. This was your sign. No, your sign is to go back to prayer and God and ask him why you were led to this episode, right? Because perhaps God is telling you to quit after you get another job offer. So I encourage you to be responsible and truly walk with the Lord as you make important life decisions. Because we know we have families to take care of. We have businesses. We have LLCs we need to renew every year. And we just want to make sure that we're in a position to finish the things that we started. So number one, I want to just go off the the bat and say, the reason why I love God so much is because he is not a man that should lie. And things that God wants are typically in alignment and consistency, what you see in the Bible. So number one, if the work that you're doing is sinful work or causing you to turn from God, then yes, God is probably telling you to quit your job. I say probably because sometimes you don't need to fully quit your job, but you need to change something at your job to help you avoid temptation Or perhaps you need to be more honest or stop hanging around certain coworkers. Whatever God's vision or end game is for you, I still want to make sure that I'm putting it back on that. But yes, so examples of sinful jobs or jobs that's causing you to turn away from God. You guys know I'm in accounting. And so oftentimes I have, during bookkeeping work, I have clients that want to conceal certain things. Now, I don't file taxes, but I will help them get their files together for their tax um, agents, their CPAs and accountants in that form. So I will have some people that tells me, hey, don't even include this platform. I don't want to know. I don't want them to know how much money this was. This is not something I want them to know. When they outright say it to me like that, yes, I have a problem. I do not have a problem when someone is just giving me an an order. When someone just says, hey, can you pull all of the, can you go in my QuickBooks and pull all of quarter one's receipts? That is fine. I don't know why they're telling me to pull quarter one receipts, right? I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to work as though I'm working as a God. (laughs) But if they say to me, hey, I'm trying to conceal something. I'm trying to lie. I don't want to do this. So I want you to do this. Then yes, I'm going to have a problem because I'm going to ask you this. Why, if you have so little respect for me that you're letting me know you do, so, you want me to do something that you wouldn't even do or that you don't even know how to do. This is absurd. So no, I would feel uncomfortable with that. And there are Bible verses that support you leaving something that is not right. So you, if you are in a situation where it's just not right, you're constantly being, um, you know, talked down to, you're constantly being put in positions that go against who you truly are. You're constantly having that anxious, nervous feeling every time you go to work. Those are some things you could need to consider. Another thing to consider where God may be telling you to leave your job is if you are miserable because the job does not utilize your gifts. Oh my God, y'all, this is a big one. 
This is a good sign God is telling you to quit and work elsewhere. When a place doesn't value, you have to understand, when a gift is given to you from God, your discernment, maybe you're very analytical, maybe you're great with math, maybe you're an awesome cleaner. There are certain gifts that are given to you without repentance. And if you're in a position that makes you miserable because you can't use these gifts, it is a good sign that that position was never even for you. And I can talk about that from experience. Being unhappy at a job is a big topic because there are so many possible sources to this unhappiness. Let's say you're unhappy at your workplace because you're struggling to have a good work ethic or you don't like authority. These are not good reasons to quit, okay? Because there are issues with you rather than your workplace. I know so many people with issues of authority, guys, to the point you can hear it in the conversations you have with them. Maybe, you know, you and this person are fine, but because what you're saying sounds too much like an order or it sounds too direct, they have an issue with, baby, you got an issue with yourself then. If nobody can't tell you nothing, I'm not going to be the one to start because that means God has probably been talking to you for years and you're not listening. So I, I can see that and I can exit myself out, honey, okay? One reason people are often miserable at work can also be because they are in a role that clashes with their personality types and gift sets. It's in these instances that I believe God will usually lead someone to quit and work in a role that better suits their personal strengths. So (laughs) another misconception, we certainly need all work. We need work, right? And we need to be working. And actually the Bible tells you to work too. But we don't need to work at jobs that are not a good fit. God did not give you gifts so that you end up burning yourself out and struggling in a place that you can't even use them to help yourself or the people around you. One classic example is the introvert and extrovert conversation. Let me preface it with this. I truly, in my heart, do not believe that there is an introvert or an extrovert. I think that we are... You know, we form into these people based off of our experiences, upbringings, and teachings. For example, someone may have grown up in a household with a mom with a very quiet voice. She may have never yelled. And so now that person, when they go out, they may not like loud noises, yelling, being around crowds that are, but that don't have nothing to do with introvert or extrovert. Y'all, you was really literally conditioned to be around quiet. So you're not used to it. It's not introvert, extrovert. That's what you were made or used to versus not. But for the simple sake of us having a category, because I do use these words still, so I'm going to say it. If you are very extroverted, you will struggle to... (laughs) I'm going to make y'all laugh with this. So if you are extroverted, you will struggle to function in a role where you must be alone in an office all day. (laughs) If you are someone that are extroverted, I'm an introverted extrovert. I can be in the office all day, but I can't be alone, God. I don't like working from home. I don't like working. I love talking to people, having a good time. I don't want to talk to them all day, but I do want to have a conversation every once in a while, and I want that to go go away. So if you are an introvert, you'll be worn out if you're forced to always be interacting with people all week. Maybe you're an introvert and you hate going into the office. You pray and wish that you had a work from home position. You would be living your best life. These are things that you need to know about yourself because it could just be not God is just telling you to quit your job and leave working and go on faith with your business. Let me tell y'all another thing too. When God tells y'all to step out on faith, do it. 
But don't act like God told you to step out on faith just because you didn't want to work that job no more. And then get sad when the sales are not coming in like they need to. Because that's happened to me too. I've had so much confidence in the fact that God was preparing me to leave. That's why I talked about leaving prematurely. That there are companies that I've left and struggled maybe a month to two months before I saw any benefit from me leaving because I didn't have my proper systems and things in place to supplement that leave. That's important for us too, guys. When you are leaving your nine to five, make sure you have something to supplement that. So it's not enough to just start a company. That income has to be comparable to what you were making. And the thing that I love about God, stepping out on faith is a thing. But God is not only in the restoration ministry. God is not only a restorer. He's a preparer too. God is someone that not only will restore you from mess, but he'll prepare you so that when you do go through the storm, you have your umbrella, your rain boots, your coat and proper shelter. So that it's not really a storm after all. It's just raining. And that's the goal and the point of God, our father. You have to think about just the kids you have. You have a desire to warn your children. Same with God in us. If you get a better job opportunity, this is often a sign that God is telling you to quit your current job. God expects us to be responsible. If we need to provide through a job that we do not enjoy, this is actually a noble thing that we're doing. That's a humble thing to work somewhere that you hate for the simple fact of providing for your family. Guys, you got to know that God honors that and will bless you for that. Once God is closing a door in your life, though, I want you to always be rest assured that another door is opening. So please don't get too comfortable with your past avenues and outlets or your past ways of doing things that you don't adapt a new way of doing things. So if you are asking God if you should quit, but there are no other opportunities available for you right now and you need money to survive, then it it is very likely that God is not telling you to quit now. But if you really want to leave that job and then the door opens for you to take a different position, a supplemental position that you feel would better suit you, then this is probably a sign that God does want you to quit. Now, these are all signs that we're using, but I'm hoping that this helps you to identify where you are in your own life. Before I go, I want to give three things that corporate America workers can apply to their daily lives is entrepreneurship. Time management. Effectively managing our time is crucial in both corporate America and entrepreneurship. Utilizing our corporate experiences to prioritize tasks, set deadlines, and even establish routines. That all works to our favor. You're also probably comfortable with developing an effective time management strategy based off what you already do in corporate America. Go ahead and apply that to your business. Delegation and outsourcing. In the corporate world, delegation is key to managing large projects. Applying this principle to your business by outsourcing tasks that can be handled by experts. Okay, we got our Upwork, we got Fiverr. Or hiring virtual assistants to help with administrative or repetitive work is essential. And these are things that 
we see done in corporate America. We see done at our jobs. We know we have an admin assistant. We have all of those things. Have those things for your business too. This will allow you to focus on high impact activities that truly move the needle in your business. And lastly, building business relationships. Just as networking is vital in corporate America, it's equally as important as an entrepreneur, if not more. Leveraging your corporate connections to build a strong professional network, attending industry events, and actively engaging with others in your field is essential. Forge relationships with potential clients, guys, potential mentors and fellow entrepreneurs who can provide guidance and support along your journey. Be kind to yourself and your business. And remember, the path to success lies in finding harmony between your corporate job and your entrepreneur aspirations if you are someone that's still working in corporate America. Use the pros of your nine to five to your advantage and apply the tips we've discussed today to create a solid foundation for your entrepreneurial endeavors. I want to end this episode with saying, I know this is a long one. I typically like to do really short ones, but for any one of you that are currently trying to balance corporate American entrepreneurship and maybe on the fence or if God wants you to leave somewhere or if you should stay, I'm hoping that this episode not only helped you, but it encouraged you to join the Facebook group so that you can always have unlimited access to the support that you need. I thank you so much for joining me today and I will talk to you all in the next episode. Building business credit just got easier. Tilful is a company that helps you build your business credit quickly. The Tilful card is a secure business card that builds business credit. So those of you that are in the process of getting a business credit score so that you can qualify for corporate leasing and even getting vehicles under your business, this is the card for you. You earn 1% rate and rewards on business purchases. It does not require a personal guarantee. You must have a business bank account, monthly payments, no daily payments, no weekly payments, and it reports to Experian, Equifax, and Dun & Bradstreet is on the way. Don't forget, you can always use eCredible to report this card to Dun & Bradstreet as well, so you still get a reporting score. More importantly, there is no bank balance minimum requirement. No annual fee, 0% APR, and the best part, it does not affect your personal credit. So again, if you are a listener of mine and you're wondering how can I build a business credit score fast, one of the major ways are with trade lines. Something like this, a secure business card is a trade line. NAV Business Boost is a trade line. Ecredible reports as trade lines. These are the accounts that you need to obtain a score.